We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you precious being and you sweet, sweet soul. I hope you are in touch with the essence of love within. And if you're not, I believe you will be by the end of this show. I'm so honored you're spending some of your day here with us on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. You know, it seems that love and happily ever after is the human, the holy grail of the human experience. And what starts out with butterflies and infatuation, heart expanding promise and optimistic expectations and engagement and marriage ends up in divorce 50% of the time. Subsequent marriages have even in a higher divorce rate. And a recent report indicates that if marriages at last, only about half of the people are actually happy. So if everyone is in agreement, we want to be happy, we want to be in love and remain together till death do us part, what is the problem? Why are relationships so fraught with drama, so challenging and often so very painful? What if it's because we don't know the true purpose and actual opportunity of relationship? What if there's so much more to the fairy tale stories that we grew up with and bought into? What if I were to tell you that relationships are really a way to help us along our spiritual path? According to my guest and expert today, this in fact is the case. He says, It is a difficult and important fact that very few of us experience happiness in our relationships. This is primarily because we expect our relationships to enhance and improve our lives. We think we can be happier with someone else than ourselves. He continues by saying that we must give up the romantic fantasy that the other person can be the source of our happiness. We need to be the source of our happiness. I'm so happy to be expanding on this subject and how we can find our true happiness with ourselves and with another in a fulfilling and lasting way. I'm so very honored to have with us Paul Farini. Paul is the author of 50 books on love, healing, and forgiveness. His unique blend of spirituality and psychology goes beyond self-help and recovery into the heart of healing. He has helped thousands of people deepen in their practice of forgiveness, open their hearts to the divine presence in themselves, and others and relax into the place and space of authenticity and everlasting love. So Paul Farini, welcome to Empower Radio and thank you for saying yes to this conversation. Thanks, Tammy. Good to be here. So I love your work. It has really opened my heart and shared um, your wisdom has opened me to epiphanies and ahas in so many ways. So I'm excited to be going into this subject with you because I think it's so important. And something you said, and I know this, but it still struck me, it struck such a chord, relationships are not designed or intended to bring us happiness. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, So many of us think that uh, is the case, though. We're supposed to go out and find our beloved and live happily ever after, like the fairy tales tell us. And, and that's not actually what's going on here. Well, that's the search for the Holy Grail. And um, in the end, um, that search always comes up empty, and we come back face-to-face with ourselves, and the same thing happens in relationship. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true? So you say we relationships give us one of the greatest tools for waking up. 
Yeah. I think we have to understand that uh, relationships are really a mirror of what's going on within ourselves. And so when we talk about relationship, we always need to start with the relationship that we have with ourselves. If we have a compassionate, loving relationship with ourselves, it's much more likely that we're going to be able to have compassionate relationships with others. So the whole idea that someone else is going to make us happy is, you know, it's, it's part of the romantic fantasy that isn't really true. We're, we're, we're not going to find anyone who's going to make us happy because happiness doesn't come from the outside. It comes from within. And that is, it's so true, but it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how many times we try this before we realize it doesn't work. And I tried it well into my 30s before I realized, I don't think this is actually going to happen from the outside in. You know, I was right. meditating and, and um, I said, God, how's, how am I going to manifest a man that loves, adores, and cherishes me? And what I heard so clearly was love, adore, and cherish yourself. And I thought, Absolutely. that sounds terrible. I'd rather do anything but that. Isn't there another way? And what I got was, well, nope, not unless you want to play games the rest of your life. And I, w I was getting pretty tired of playing games. Yeah, there really isn't another way. So um, that's why when, when I talk about relationships, I talk about them as a spiritual path. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, it's a journey that leads us back to ourselves. And um, hopefully... Whatever is happening in our relationships are opportunities for us to grow psychologically and spiritually. Every relationship we have with anybody on the planet is going to be challenging. The question is, when it gets difficult, what do we do with it? Do we use it as an opportunity to grow and expand, or do we just reject the relationship and assume that the problem is somehow outside of ourselves? If we do that, we're not going to grow. It's not going to be part of our spiritual path. So if, if we take a different definition of relationship, if we say um, the relationship is not here to provide love for me in a way that I don't already have love, the relationship is here to challenge me to grow, to challenge me to deepen in my love for myself and other people then we have a different purpose for a relationship. And it, they're not, it's not so easy to dismiss the lessons and challenges that come our way. That's such a great point. You know, I think we, we feel like victims when, and we blame others when they don't fulfill us in the way we want them to or that we hope they will. And that can perpetuate that that victim story and something you talk about that I thought was very accurate. So much of what you say, everything you say is very accurate, but is the quality of self betrayal. So often in relationships, we, we betray ourselves without even knowing that it's happening. Can you talk a little bit about that? Are you talking about self betrayal in terms of accepting a relationship that doesn't honor us or what, what do you mean by that? Well, I, when I was in relationship with this, this guy that I was engaged to years ago, 
And it was so awful. A friend of mine, I said, he betrays me all the time. He's always betraying me. And my friend said, how do you betray yourself? And I just, I just burst into tears. And I didn't even consciously know what that meant. It was such a big, ominous statement. But clearly, it tapped into something very deep inside of myself. And I really had to sit with that for a long time about this. What does this mean to betray ourselves? And what I came to is we betray ourselves anytime we go along with somebody else's program and we don't speak our truth. Mm-hmm. We betray ourselves when we pretend we're okay and we're not. And it can really show up in our lives in, in so many different ways. And I think so much of our pain comes down to that quality of self-betrayal. And um, you write about this in your book about how our suffering comes from repetitive patterns of self-betrayal. And often they result from our childhood wounds. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really true. Um, When we're growing up, um, it's really important for us to be liked by other people, to be accepted Mm -hmm. by other people. And we find out what people expect of us And then we try to be that. We Mm -hmm. develop a kind of persona or a false self to try to please other people with the hope that, you know, if we show up that way, people will like us, love us, accept us, um, and and so forth. But in the end, the false self doesn't work because the false self is not who we really are. Mm -hmm. So it's only a matter of time before it falls apart. And we have to be who we really are. Now, when we, when we get to that point where we have to be who we really are, usually those relationships fall apart. And, of mm-hmm. course, it works the same for the partner. If the partner is trying to get our approval and show up in a way to meet our expectations, then, you know, that's going to fall apart too. So when the relationship goes into that crisis, what what the couple is being asked to do is to be real with each other, Mm -hmm. to tell the truth about what their experience is. Uh, Even though telling the truth may, of course, the big fear is if I tell you the truth, you will leave me, you will reject me. We all have that fear. But we have to move through that fear in order to have an authentic relationship with another person, putting all of our cards on the table, understanding that the other person is imperfect just the way we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody has a light side and a dark side, and all of that is going to come out. The question is, when it all comes out, can we be with it compassionately? Can we work through our issues together? Can we drop these romantic ideals that we have and deal with the reality at hand? I love what you're saying, and I know that this is true. Can we love ourselves unconditionally so we can show up in a a compassionate and unconditionally loving way with another? If we can't do it for ourselves, there's no hope for a relationship to last in a fulfilling, sustained, and loving way. It it can't happen. That's that's why I I give everyone I work with a mantra, Mm. uh, which is to ask the question, am I loving myself right now? 
And this is a great question to ask when you're not even in a relationship, because our primary relationship anyway is with ourselves. And if we ask this question um, consistently throughout the day, we, and we're honest, we will realize there are many times when we're simply not loving ourselves. We're feeling sorry for ourselves, we're blaming someone else, we're blaming ourselves. Um, we're angry, we're reactive, we, you name it. We go through all kinds of changes in the course of a day. And just to be aware of what, our, what is the quality of our relationship with ourselves? How are we talking to ourselves? What expectations are we having of ourselves? When we see what a mess our own internal process is and how many blocks we have to welcoming the presence of love into our hearts, it's no wonder that we struggle in relationships. Mm. So I really is, encourage everyone to start looking at what is your relationship with yourself? Are you loving yourself right now? Or are you judging yourself, blaming yourself, or judging another person or blaming another person, which is really just a projection of your own self-hatred? Mm. That's so beautiful. And that's something I, I um, underlined in your book that I sit with um, occasionally. It's, it's, it can be like a meditation. Am I loving myself right now? Am I being gentle with myself or judging myself? Am I blessing or condemning? Because how we see others and how we see ourselves are two sides of the same coin. We can't really love another and hate ourselves, nor can we hate another and love ourselves. It really is that intrinsically connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we really do have to do that, that inner work. Hmm? We really have to look within and bring light to those unloved places if we want to show up in a, in a loving way in our lives and if we want to attract love. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do because we're all carrying a lot of wounds and a lot of baggage from the past. Uh, a lot of areas of life where we have not forgiven ourselves or other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in order to get to the place where we can really love ourselves, we have to go through all that. It's challenging. It is. It can be unpleasant, but I, I've found it can be met with grace if, our intent, if we set our intentions for authentic healing. Um, yeah. And something you talk about a lot, Paul, that I just love, and I think it's such an important foundational piece of the puzzle, is the inner child. Working with yeah. the inner child, bringing love to the inner child. Can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, the inner child is just a metaphor for the shadow. It helps us to, to bring compassion to the shadow. Uh, shadow being the parts of ourselves that we we're not able to accept or love. And um, the shadow energy starts to form very early on in life. Uh, As I mentioned before, when we try to show up the way other people uh, want us to, we repress part of ourselves. And um, we start developing this false self, which is again part of the shadow energy. or let's put it this way, there's, there's the persona energy, which is the light side of ourselves, and there's the shadow, which is the dark side of ourselves. And when we don't get what we want in the outer world, then that triggers 
a lot of very primal feelings inside of us, anger, shame, whatever. Um, and if we can, we hate that part of ourselves. We hate our own shadow. And so that creates a kind of schism in the psyche where um, we're bifurcated. There's part of us we like, there's part of us we don't like. We want to take the part of ourselves we don't like, we want to shove it under the rug so we don't have to look at it, and we want to live in our persona so that other people will like us. That is a setup for eventual emotional breakdown because we can't live where part of ourselves is rejected. So the inner child work helps us to feel compassion for that wounded being inside of ourselves who feels not good enough, not worthy, who may be angry about things that have happened, instead of just rejecting that child and beating up on that child, we realize that child needs love. And that child is never going to grow up and be an adult until we learn to love him or her. So it creates a pathway for healing in the psyche where we can begin to get our arms around the shadow energy and integrate it so that we become one being with light and dark and not two completely separate beings, part of which is conscious and part of which is operating unconsciously. That's, and it's so true. I feel that work for me has been so incredible. It's, it's, it's helped me to become more whole. And you talk about this, this uh, bringing love and compassion to the different aspects of ourselves for the purpose of integration and wholeness. And life sure does feel different when we are congruent, when we are whole in body, mind, and spirit. It's, it's such a, a peaceful and relaxed way of being compared to, well, the alternative. Yeah. Well, the alternative is that I'm trying to show up uh, in a way that pleases others. Mm -hmm. And it's not that there's something wrong with wanting to please others. It's just that if we're pleasing others at the expense of ourselves or at the expense of telling our own truth, then it doesn't work. And it, it, it crashes in the end. Yes. And yeah, we it's like we're not that on that out. solid foundation. Yeah. So being, so being honest with other people about what's really going on for us is essential. It's uh, any relationship that's going to have a chance of surviving is going to have to be built on that kind of mutual honesty and mutual respect. The other thing that I like to talk about in relationships, which is profoundly important, is the subject of boundaries. Is that something mm, yes. you, you'd like to discuss a little bit? Yes, I actually had that as a quote. I was going to bring it up next. Spiritual relationship has a strong sense of boundaries. Yes, let's talk about this. Is it so vital? Yeah, so, you know, because we want to be loved and accepted from the outside in, um, and we're looking for approval, we often, um, we often seek reinforcement from our partner. Um, and... I mean, that's okay, but we have to realize, we have to be aware that our partner is a separate human being with his or her own 
consciousness and experience. And no matter how much we like, want that person to be like us or have similar experiences, it, it's not going to happen. So there comes a point at which we have to take a step back and we have to say, can I allow my partner to be who he or she is? Mm-hmm. Even though that doesn't reinforce me. Even though that doesn't reinforce my ego structure. Even though there are differences that are coming up that I have to accept, I have to acknowledge, in order to have a real relationship with this person. Can I take a step back, see the big person, see the big picture, and see that this, this person is uh, separate from me? And we do share certain things, and it's wonderful when we're able to have a shared reality. We, we also have to respect the other person's unique experience, and that's where boundaries come in. So boundaries are just a way of saying to the other person, you know, please just take a step back and see who I am and just respect my experience, even if you don't agree with it. Or conversely, when somebody tries to set a boundary with you, take a step back and realize, yeah, okay, so I was looking for reinforcement there. I don't need to get reinforcement from the outside. I can feel connected within. I can feel accepting of my own experience. And when I'm accepting of my own experience, I don't have the need to try to make somebody else be like me. That's so true. That's something I got clearly in a meditation when I was struggling with this whole boundary thing. It was like, if I'm whole and I have my boundaries around me, I can, I'll manifest another whole person who has their boundaries around them. And sometimes it's like, um, it's like the MasterCard symbol. Like there's, we overlap, there's places that overlap and there's places that don't. And that's okay. And even the context of the overlap, there's still boundaries. And that has been so helpful for me in being able to communicate from a place of my center and authenticity without contorting myself for his comfort or insisting that he does that for me. So it's been very, um, it's been a new way of interacting with, with another human being. And I find it to be so, so helpful, so empowering. Yes. Well, we have a master teacher uh, in our country now. Our president uh, is somebody who's <laughs> completely without boundaries. <laughs> So if we want to know what that looks like, we're seeing it every day on the news. He's a master teacher. That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's this, this kind of insecurity uh, that we have deep down inside that will not accept that other people are different and have different experiences, and they may not agree with me, or they may make me feel uncomfortable because they come from a different religion or culture or race or whatever. The the inability to stretch and accept that people can be totally different from me and still have exactly the same rights as I do. I mean, our country was founded on that idea. But boy, boy, are we struggling with that idea collectively now. Which inspires me to take even greater personal responsibility within myself so that I can live from that place of connection and peace with my inner child and with source and to be able to observe this with compassion rather than allowing it to disrupt my peace. It has been really very interesting times. Very interesting. Yeah. So 
Paul, we just have a couple of minutes left. I can't believe how fast this went. And I'm so excited you said yes to another show with me next week. But can you do a shout out? So people that can, they can find you, they can garner more of your wisdom, maybe see some of your videos, um, order your books. Where can they connect with you? Yeah, they can go to my website, paulferini.com, and also lightforthesoul.com. And there they can read excerpts from my books and videos and whatnot. They can also sign up to receive a daily message that I send out. That's the best way. It is a great way. You have so much wonderful content on your um, website. Sometimes I'll just like, I need a little Paul fix. I'm going to go in there and watch a video right now. And I always find them to be so heart expanding and so revelatory. I think you're just such an incredible being. And I'm so, so very grateful and honored to be having this conversation with you and, and sharing you with our audience. I'm just, I just feel so blessed right now. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So to my friends and listeners, I'm just so incredibly honored to be in this relationship with you. And I just love to hear from you. If you want to email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com or come to my website, Facebook. You're on Facebook too, right, Paul? Yes, I also have a Facebook page. Yeah, so there's, I just love this about technology. There's ways that we can stay in relationship, connect, and continue to dance in our light and celebrate one another. Just know that you are in my heart and prayers, and you are the child in whom God is well pleased. Keep tapping into that inner light, fanning that flame. You are the light of the world. So God bless you. Take good, gentle care of yourself. Onward and upward. Let's connect soon. Bye for now. Thank you.